This podcast is intended for mature audiences. It also contains two British people talking about sex. Hello listeners, Chris here. You're about to listen to the second half of the episode with Pub Tracken and Titan. If you haven't listened to the first half, may I suggest you return to episode 34, part 1, before listening to this bit. Thank you. Previously on Teabags and Joysticks. Can you bring your squeaky to... toys with me? Can you really call yourself a queer person if you're not making someone angry? You must become yeah, the dog. It's... This isn't a butt plug like automatically sexual. Of course. Exactly. It's a sex toy. Fuck yeah, you dirty little man on the floor <laughs> pretending to be a dog. And now, the conclusion. If someone's wanting to uh, kind of get started, I guess as a pup, like I, I kind of said, like how I got started with, as a handler, and like my advice like, is just go along to an event. It would be like, what would your advice be, like if you're wanting to start exploring sort of puppy play, puppy headspace, etc. Don't please, we have too many. The kennels are full. Oh God! <laughs> but no, no. Um, um, <laughs> the it's. <laughs> I'm going to say mine first because I feel like mine's going to be a lot yeah. shorter. Mm-hmm. Es- essentially, you just sort of do. <laughs> right, I, okay. My my experience yeah. of becoming a pup is very, very skewed because I was a very, very sheltered kid. And I was a very, very sheltered kid and I didn't do, mu- uh, do much. I had very many friends. Mm. So a pup, so the first pup event I went to was the first thing like it I pretty much ever went to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also one of the reasons why um, my pup personality and my sexuality are very, very tied together. And I sort of, and when I went, I sort of knew that the only way I was going to be able to do it was to throw myself into the deep end, essentially, yep. and like get a, get immersed and get acquainted with people, and to see whether this was for me. And it was wonderfully. So. My general advice is just sort of try and start, but don't be afraid of a few false starts. Okay. Don't be afraid to explore further afield as well. Cause... A good third of all of the attendees of any pup event are people sat quietly around the edges who never talk to anyone. Yeah. Because they're too shy and they're too new. and That's obviously not super helpful in terms of your own development. Like, I've, I've seen people go to events sit and talk to no one and be nervous and then come away and start tweeting about how no one was nice to them, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously you, things aren't just going to magically happen, but also you will yeah. not be the only one. It is better to go and be immersed in the atmosphere. Yeah, mm. no, you Because um, also, thankfully, pup events are one of the much more common types of kink event. Oh, absolutely. It's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... I can't. It was, there's one in London. There's one in Manchester. There are a few around the country I can think of, and there are loads. Yeah, and it benefits from being something that you can, uh, you can exhibit and, and explore, in yeah, a, a non-sexual or non like directly sexual uh, way. So mm. like a lot of fucking. I'm just thinking like list of kinks. You know, piss kink, fisting kink. Chastity kink, all of those require exposing genitals, doing things that you yeah. need a license to do, or you need safety requirements at the venue. Yeah, exactly. Puppy play, regardless of whether you're like me and you're a horny little fuck on the floor being like, I'm a dog, this is great, or you're just someone having a nice time, whatever. 
that's just a thing you need the floor of a club to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's one of the much more common ones. There are, it's in bigger cities. There are multiple pop events in the city. Yeah, no. Um, I also just going back very very quickly. The one thing I was going to add is, um, obviously, you do need to put some work in to like be there at a pop event. Mm-hmm. From experience, if the people coming up to talk, talking to um, the people on the edges. It's a good 60-40 split of usually they're really, really nice and have the best intentions. Sometimes they very much do not. Mm. It's, it's like any... It's like yeah, any it's, like, it's, like, it's one of those only things. But also, as I was going to say, don't be afraid to look further afield as well. I mm. like Obviously, like the first pop event is very I ever went to is very near and dear to my heart. It's by no means my favourite one. Okay. My favorite I, one. And I'm guessing there is an element of kind of... Yeah, I want to say finding your community. It's very yeah, yeah definitely. it's definitely that. Like yeah, so there is something I want to just quickly come back on on what you said, Titan, and like tracking. You kind of alluded to it as well, which is about it's like basically like with with the puppy mosh etc. Like getting on the floor and being pup etc. Now it is worth mentioning as well. You don't have to. <clears throat> no, no, God no, you don't. Definitely don't have to. There are disabled kinksters, etc., in wheelchairs, etc., with mobility yep. issues where, like, they are pups. They may not be on the floor, so to crawl around, etc., but they are pups, and and they still have their pup sonar, they still have their um, puppyhood, etc. Yeah, they're, like... they're wearing gear, they're wearing hoods, they're wearing tails. Yeah, exactly. You, I think it's it's it absolutely for people with say mobility issues, yeah, or maybe sort of pers- physical intimacy in in, in unusual environment yeah, issues exactly. that don't want to do up close and personal stuff. There's also just a lot of people who just don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I know mm. a lot of these slightly older the people that I know still very much like identify as pups and dogs at the more mosh focused events often just stand around and have a chat and drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I do now because Honestly I, that's what I yeah, do as a handle the... as well. I don't know. Um maybe I do want to do maybe I want to do more mosh stuff actually. Maybe I, I want to give that a go again. But for a long time I just didn't need to because I made friends and stuff so I was actually there to see my friends yeah no it's very and be in gear very much what I get out of pop events nowadays is seeing people and just sort of being in gear and enjoying the atmosphere I very much not a mush poppy don't really get on with it for the reasons it also doesn't help that most venues aren't huge and I'm a very tall gangly lad (laughs) Mm. big boy okay long (laughs) so in terms of uh Safety, like Crystal Rare Consensual Kink, like what are some some things that you know you need to be aware of, like well, you know, knee being a pup. Okay, so or I'm gonna go. Knee oh pads. yes, if I yes. I revise, I've revised my <laughs> earlier statement where you don't where I said you don't need any gear to get into pop play. I tell a lie. You do. You need knee pads because you need to protect your knees. Because oh my god, crawling around on a concrete floor in your bare knees kills after a while. As someone who is often like, now nah, be fine. Yeah, please. Oh my god, get knee pads. Jesus yeah, Christ. No. <laughs> Spend like 15 quid on them on Amazon. Yeah, no, you get won't decent knee pads as well. Yeah, they don't even need to be I decent. told my puppy off for going to the last event without yeah, knee pads. <laughs> and also, just because the mosh play area has a foam a foam floor covering, bitch, that ain't going to do yeah, shit. No. Um... You are going to be broken. I wondered about that. Yeah, yeah. no. It, it all it all adds layers. Yeah. You want sort of extra things. 
Yeah, no. Um, knee pads. Yeah, no, it's you're so the, right. I'm knee pads only. Knee pads delay the inevitable. Uh, delay the inevitable because you're not meant to be really crawling around on your knees <laughs> because people aren't really designed for that. Yes, no. You will. Pup play will fuck up your body eventually, but like, so does everything. So does sitting in a chair doing your yeah. day job. At least this one you get to get good. So I guess it's, I yeah. guess it's worth pointing out that the risk the risk here is basically like potential pain from not thinking through. Yeah, no, exactly, very thing. much that. Also, depending similar similar concept to knee pads, depending on your style of physical expression when you when you play as a pup, potentially gloves, hand padding. Mm. If you can afford them and you want to get fancy bondage mitts, that kind of thing. Because the other thing, certainly if you're me, you'll find yourself doing is is your paws are your clenched mm. fists. And mm. your knuckles do not react mm. well to concrete after a while. Um, even the times I remember my knee pads, I often don't think about any kind of hand covering. And boy do I regret yeah. it. That's a killer for the, the late, the, the <clears throat> eventual onset arthritis is going to be bad. But you know, it is what yeah, it is. No, I get pets. I whack my pets. Exactly. All, all is fine. Um... I'm going to go with a slightly more specific danger, as, I, as as appears through my brand, is the really weird horny shit. If you get more into the, like, really overtly sexual kinky side of putt play, with a lot more domination and submission, there's going to be things you're going to find that are real tempting, and you need to really resist the urge to do, and if a dom ever says, it'll be fine, run. Yeah, no. Shot collars. Do not fuck with shot collars. Just don't. It's yeah, not worth no. it. I know no. they sound really <laughs> I hot. I know they're fine because dogs are fine. Then yeah, not, no. that's not the point. It's it's all fine. No, don't. The human body is super complex. That's an electric zapper on your neck, near your, your head. Your neck don't, and spine. Don't fuck yeah, with it. don't do that. Like, near your spinal column, don't do it. Yeah, don't. <clears throat> it's not worth it. Um, similar thing with things like choke collars. Yeah. But obviously that that's more the same principle as things like breath play. You have to exercise caution. The specific warning for pup-themed stuff is shot collars. Because it sounds like a great yeah. fun idea. And I've had experienced people suggest the idea and be like, yeah, people have used them fine. And I'm like, no, seriously, you don't want to. Yeah, you, no, you, it, you really don't want to. Um, yeah. Can fuck you yeah. up. Um, I mean, I, th- I think the other obvious one to point out here as well is that with pup play comes the idea of collaring and leashing, etc. Yeah. And with mm. that is the all the usual disclaimers with anything near the neck. It's just like there is a risk to your windpipe mm. here. Like, yes. let's not be stupid about this. And it doesn't matter what side of this you're on, whether it's the, as the pup or as the handler or you know just as someone in the vicinity, be mm. the fuck aware of it. Yep. And take the right precautions. And for God's sake, don't fucking do it. Yeah. You're going to be bouncing around a lot be careful of anything like that be careful of trailing bits of gear if you're on a lead try not to choke yourself on your own lead it's not a good look <laughs> yes well, unless that's what you're going for but you know that's... but even then please don't <laughs> yeah be that's careful please that's also another thing about like m- uh, moshing as well if you're moshing don't wear shoes or if you do wear like those like those weird like toe shoes yeah, yeah the, the rock, rock climbing, climbing kind of shoes, shoes something, something soft don't wear like <laughs> Sharp, spiky things because you will impale someone, yeah. and it's not a good look. If if you're moshing, if you're playing around on the floor, I hate you've got me using that. If if you're playing around, um, <laughs> and you're in big combat boots like me, try and be aware. Maybe don't move as much. Maybe keep yourself rooted in the one spot, kneeling. Hmm. 
and sort of yeah. play more with your upper body, which usually, given the lack of spaces, it's fine. Very often, very often at events, it will turn into it's less playing around and more we're in a circle rolling a ball to each other. Yeah. Because we physically can't do anything else. Um, yep. Which, by the way, genuinely riveting. <laughs> Great fun. Would recommend to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> One bunch of puppies were all very stupid. Um. I mean, there's all the obvious. Because you said about um, when you said collaring, I actually, yeah. <clears throat> my brain went to the um, the metaphorical element of collaring. So, like with any domination submission, it's real hard. Try not to fall for the first person who says yeah, a nice word no, to you. It... Try not to immediately jump into letting someone put a collar yeah, on you. No, if 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 you're an inexper if you're an inexper- inexperienced person in general, be very very cautious. Be very, very cautious around people who are very willing to collar you, especially. It's it's the same as any power dynamic. Exactly. Mm. Um, tr- very much treat, like, because I know Titan does, um, very much treat collaring as a relationship. Like, if you, yeah. like, um, you need to see yourself with this person, both in and out of kink. Yeah, and, like, obviously how you define that in terms of your personal relationship is is complex and personal to, personal to you. Yeah. But definitely, yeah. Don't put yourself in unnecessary emotional danger. Yeah. Don't jump on the first person who, who's like, be collared, haha. Yeah, exactly. Um, be be my dog, lol. Because that's the same as that's the same as literally any any dumb sub kink scenario. Yeah, that's I, there's not much more I can yeah. say on that. Just get, try yeah. and exercise the usual emotional caution. Yeah. Don't cut yourself off from people. Don't be try not to be super wary because you know life's too short. But don't run into things head first. Yeah. Especially, I think, because Pup Players are King appeals to a lot of younger people, a lot of people starting out, yes, it, as we've sort of previously discussed. It, yeah, keep keep your senses. I know everybody wants to lose themselves in puppy play yeah. completely. I probably shouldn't be telling people, don't go for that fabled headspace. But, like, no, do be aware of the external dynamics. Yeah, no, it's... Of just it's, life and the scenario. I mentioned it slightly before about how... Kink furry, uh, kink furry puppy has does have a certain selection bias towards a certain group of people who are like on like the fringes of society and usually looking for belonging. So like uh, a sense of belonging. Mm. So I would say you do have to be very careful about that. It's very very much if like even from a handler's perspective, <clears throat> if you're having a puppy who wants wants you to collar them, that's also a red flag. It is not a one-way street. Yeah. Um, a little bit like the perception that, say, for instance, only only men can physically and emotionally abuse women, not the other way around. It's the same principle of, like, no, the sub can definitely be the abusive yes, one. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And there is... Yeah, there, there's something of a perceived power dynamic like you see in, in sort of domestic abuse scenarios the one with the supposed power is equally vulnerable in theory, if that makes sense. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Is it fair to say that this is also kind of akin to kind of where dom headspace and sub headspace, like the whole sort of the handler and the, and the pup space, etc. Like when you are in these headspaces, because you are in these headspaces, you are more vulnerable to certain manipulations, yeah. etc. Right, okay, so that was the safety side, I guess. Um, so another question we tend to ask on this podcast is like, what are some misconceptions about public? Well, I think I know 
a big one. <laughs> but yeah, what are some misconceptions? Uh, I oh, well, obviously we mentioned before of like the weird misconceptions around pup space of like. Yeah. It's very, it's very much perceived to be one thing. It's not really the other thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's very easy to think you're doing it wrong and stuff like that. Obviously, also the collaring thing as well. It's like that's a big misconception as well. I can't think of any right this second. They'll probably come to me in a second, like a brick wall. I don't really have any any input on this really because um, I feel like it's as misconceived as any other kink subculture. Oh, pretty much. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe more so because yeah. it's a more role play, costume heavy one. But that yeah. again, that's not really specific. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. The big one is. Yep. I have a funny feeling. Yep. Um, so I'm just going to let you handle that for now. Yeah. I mean, didn't, didn't somebody go go to a puppy then thinking, oh, this is not about bestiality, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the one that oh. you hear thrown around a lot. And I've heard this thrown... So I've, I've got straight friends who, who just do not get it, quite no. frankly. Uh, and I've got... even And some of them even kinky and they don't get it. And it's just like, you're, sex, you're sexualizing dogs. It's just like... Yeah. I don't have straight friends, so... No. 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 No, it's... I feel like it's on a surface level, yes, but I feel like that comes with a lot of kinks. Because a lot of the reason people like... like you like a kink is because it's inherently a bit taboo mm. and stuff yeah. like that. But pop play at its heart is very much an offshoot of uh, like dom sub play, but we're more of a like focus on a particular it, aspect. I don't think a lot of people see that firsthand. Yeah, it, it so. depends how you personally do it. Like I, for instance, it's not something I talk about loads because I don't often want people to get the wrong impression. I get really, really turned on by having the roleplay scenario be as close as I can to essentially I am an animal and you are a human. Mm. But that is always within the context of I'm very clearly me. Like Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like to do real intense putt play. I like I like to be treated as as close to as a real animal as I can. In theory. That's what really gets me going. But the key thing here is you consent to that. Exactly. I'm consenting to that, and like, yeah, it's very much the extreme end of the degradation thing. It's it's sort of one of those things where like, arguing that it it is something, it's not something you can really argue against because it's it's just so obviously not. Uh, exactly, mm. it's just yeah, so obvious. It's, it's yeah. very yeah, it's very much the people who are like really accusatory of it want to. See it is willfully misunderstanding something. I and exactly. it, you don't have to be comfortable it's with it. It's like either. they don't want to see a different perspective. Like yeah. there are there are lots of kinks that touch on subjects people are uncomfortable with, and no mm-hmm. one has to be comfortable with those things. But like it's important to recognise that those kinks are not to those things that they might be perceived oh, as yeah. similar to. Like yeah, yeah I, I want to be treated yeah. as close to essentially an animal getting fucked by a human as possible. But that is not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's the taboos yeah. of it all, essentially. And I mean, it, I mean, this com- comes under the umbrella of uh, like animal role play, which is yeah. actually a, a really common yeah. thing in the King Society. Yeah. Like, it's not just pubs, you know. You get obviously get ponies. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, the whole spectrum of pet play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's because um, also the the other thing is like what separates like. B 
bestiality from this is consent. And the inherent thing of it is, like, you want to be, like, all parties want to be treated this way. And, like, at the end of the day, if they want to be treated this way and they're not in hurting each other, hurting, like, maiming and stuff like that, who cares? Yeah, what, whatever <laughs> level of roleplay is put onto it, as a human being who's choosing to do this, I have the ability to feel and outwardly express informed consent on mm -hmm. the situation. I can know that I, I'm consenting to it, and I can tell you that I am consenting to it. Yeah, I think that's the key thing. It's like I often find that misconception. I say in quotes is a bad faith argument. Like, Absolutely, it, it's like is it any different to tr like them saying, "Oh, well, you're sexualizing," you know, the slavery that was used by colonizers, etc. Went to someone who's doing, you know, whip and restraint play, etc. It's yeah. just like no, this is a situation where. A conversation has been had before. Boundaries have been set. Negotiations have occurred. Like, this is a play headspace. This is no different to you pretending that, you know, you're a doctor and patient. Yeah, and also, you know? your mileage may vary. It's not... It, it doesn't have to work for you. That's mm -hmm. that's okay. You don't have to... Feel, and I think something... Yeah, exactly. when, when kinks are very popular, I think some people feel quite <clears throat> left out and like they're doing something wrong if they don't get it. But, like... I have plenty of friends, for instance, I do, it's not my like main kink, I enjoy ABDL play. I know a lot of people who are super not uncomfortable with that. And that's okay, we just yeah. don't do that together. Mm -hmm. it's just yeah. It doesn't have to be, like, I know I've, I've got a friend who is dating someone who's heavily into ABDL play. It's just, they don't, and he's not into it at all, and they just don't do that. You don't mm -hmm. have to. Yeah. yeah. I, it's that thing, it's like, don't yoke someone else's young. That's the bottom line. Exactly. As long as they're not hurting anyone, as long as they're not doing anything illegal. No. Yeah. And safe, sane, consensual. Part of, exactly. the reason I, part of the reason I didn't bring up that sort of obvious, obvious major misconception is because, like you said, it's almost never not a bad faith argument. So I just don't, I just dismiss it to be honest. Yeah. And I understand that, but I think it's one of those things that if we're going to talk about a king, yeah. like, and we're going to talk about misconceptions, we're going to talk about like everything else around it. It's got to be addressed. something that we should at least touch on and address. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like I like I say, I think most of the time it, it is most definitely a bad faith argument in the majority of cases. And it's not quite the same. I don't want to call a false equivalency, but you get a similar thing with lots of different kind of kinks in that, like, it's less common. I've met people who are, I've met kinksters who are like, really vocally against fisting because they're like that ruins your body that's that's terrible for you and you shouldn't do that and like cool don't do it then mm. i i don't understand yeah. where that boundary lies where like you don't like it but also no one else can like it yeah yeah no very much that fair enough I think with that we've covered most things, so unless... I like, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts that you want to add, or like, is there maybe something we've not touched on that you want to hit on? I don't think so. We pretty oh, organically... Pretty much, pretty much covers yeah, it. What, yeah, what it all. Nothing's standing out to me, so... Okay. I guess my only yeah. sort of, like, overarching thought about it is, is to summarise it is that, like, I have a hell of a lot of different kinks, but Puppy Play sits at the top of them mm. for a few reasons. Not least that it was 
the first one I sort of fell into is the thing that got me introduced into the scene. It's also very dynamic and versatile. You can combine it with a lot of other kinks. It goes yep. well yeah. with gear fetishes. It goes well with roleplay fetishes. I, I have a big medical kink. Vet, mm-hmm. vet checkups. I love rubber. <laughs> Latex dog. I love gaining. Sometimes a dog has to be fed up. It, yeah, it, okay. it, all, it all combines really well. And I think that's one of the things I love about it. I think a lot of people love about it so much is that it's a very versatile king. Yeah, it's not a one and done like situation. Mm. I do. It's almost it's almost a setting for your yep. whole your yeah. whole sexual experience. And, and because it's such an easy king to get into, in just in terms of gear, it usually it usually is it much easier to explore other kinks with pop players as well, like rubber, leather, stuff like that. Yeah, we, we've enough. talked about it being a gateway kink in a lot of ways, I think, that make it sound like that's a bad thing. And it, it has downsides, but also, no, it's it's a good, friendly it's way of getting into things. Yeah, 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 because, like I said earlier, with, with it being like a more playful, informal kind of dom-sub relationship, if you go into things immediately looking to be a slave and a sub, that's quite sort of serious and and you you don't get a lot of freedom of expression within that yeah it's it's a really good pub plays a really good kink to be able to yeah explore really all the core tenets of of all kinks the things that tie all kinks together mm. okay then well with that shall we uh, proceed forwards into what's next chris Oh, are we doing five minute Marvel by any chance? <laughs> five minute Marvel. So, brief rundown for the guests that may not fully know the situation. Five minute Marvel. Five minutes to discuss what's going on with the MCU. I don't know what's going on with the MCU. We know it's coming out well, tomorrow, isn't it? Neither do we. So it's going to be really quiet. <laughs> well, at the time of recording, we have Moon Knight coming out tomorrow. I think it is. Yeah. Oscar well, Isaac, please DM me. <laughs> I'm. Go- yes. I've got to say, like he's not. He's not a guy that I've ever looked at in that way. But I, I'm kind of getting it the more I see it. <laughs> yeah, no. It, the real tipping point was June, but <laughs> he's been cast as Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. If that ever happens, oh, that booty's gonna be. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah, has that I, been confirmed? Oh, yeah. This is not Marvel, but has that been confirmed? Okay. I mean, it's probably um... <laughs> never going to happen because video game movies, about... but like, well. that is the casting, yeah. He's apparently waiting on a script. Fair enough. So I'm quite... I've gone from sort of not really giving a shit about Moon Moon the Moon Knight. I think keep wanting to call it Moonlight. Moon um, I've gone from not really giving a shit about Moon Knight <laughs> to kind of being really intrigued. Because the trailer is playing all the right notes yeah. for me so far. Yeah. As a horror lover, I was kind of... Obviously, I haven't seen the movie yet. It might all be very different. Mm-hmm. One of the selling points of, of Doctor Strange, multiverse of, of mishappinations, was that, hey, look, Sam Raimi's <laughs> making a spooky Marvel movie. That's going to be cool. It's going to be a horror movie. The trailer was not giving horror. The trailer was giving, like... Low budget Harry Potter special effects. It wasn't wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't 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 working. Moon Knight. Now that that has some atmosphere. That has some tone. There's. Mm. I'm much more sold on. But I think the TV stuff has done a better job of that. I prefer the. I was talking to Tracking about this the other day. 
I'm so glad that we've we're starting to move on from movie adaptations of things to TV show adaptations of things, especially when mm-hmm. it's like game yeah. movies becoming game yeah. TV shows, spin-off TV shows. Yeah. I think they tend to work better. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think I think I think it worked really, really well. But I do think the best thing Marvel have made in years, and I'm including the Endgame saga, is this is One Division. Yes, I think no, it's, I, it's I, the, I can't yeah. disagree with you on it, that one because the best, that was it's the so best well thing handled. Marvel have made in a very long time. Mm. One Division and Loki um, as yeah. two it's sides between them, two sides yeah, of the like, same Loki. coin. With One Division being something that I loved and expected yeah. to love. And Loki being something I did not expect to be interested in at all, I had to be forced to watch the first episode, and I fucking loved that show. Yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. I, I, there's definitely a gap between them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I, ha- I have some weird misgiving uh, misgivings about Loki, but I do think um, it's very good. There's, yeah, I haven't watched Hawkeye, so I don't know how good. Uh, I haven't watched Hawkeye. I haven't watched. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I don't know how good they are in TV shows. I but can't stand was Jeremy talking, Renner. So. But everyone was talking. You know about what? Loki. Do yourself a favor and go watch it. Really? Okay. Do yourself a favor and go watch Hawkeye. it. He does such a good job of humanizing him. I've, so I've well. heard some pretty good things, but like, I'm very selective about what MCU stuff I engage with because I just, I, I, I was superheroes are never super my thing. Haha. <laughs> That's fair. But. I, you know, I, I got into it as everybody did when it was yeah. the only thing that was available. Yeah. And I've enjoyed it. You know, I'm never one to completely dismiss something just as a generalisation. I'm at the point where I'm tired of it again to a degree where I'm picky about what I choose to engage with now. Oh, that's fair. That's, that's absolutely fair. fair. Yeah. I think it's one of yeah. those things. Like, we are hitting a saturation point. Yeah. I have a concern with Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I'm very worried how they're going to handle the mental health side of it because it seems Bitch, they're leaning so heavily into that. It seems they're leaning heavily into that, and I'm mm-hmm. very nervous about that getting fucked up. It's yeah. the mental health side of things, and it's also the the like kind of weird vibes of leaning into even an ancient culture, a culture that is not yours. Yeah. Mm, I, Yes, uh, but I would say that Marvel has not a perfect, but an okay track record with this of what I've seen in terms of the MCU. Yeah, I can't yeah, really. Already he- they have already heavily been lent into like Scandinavian mm. culture yeah. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, um, I don't yeah, know. It seems it's okay. Just... <laughs> Hesitantly looking forward to it, I guess. Excelsior! Oh, that's what the beeping was! <laughs> I thought it was a car That was a long five minutes, yeah. yeah. We're, we're not very bright, yes. you may have noticed. Um... We literally got. I'm literally pubby, what do you want from me? Yeah, that's no, true. Um... No one's petted me in at least an hour, I'm very sad about it. so with um, the five minute Marvel out of the way the beeping has stopped you'll be glad to know Um, let's head into the joystick and I'm going to throw this over to our guests first like what's on your joysticks what have you been playing my Uh, entire life and soul is Kirby that little pink blob that little pink blob has my heart Um, Uh, is it good I haven't had a chance yet so (sighs) 
I can't speak to how you will enjoy it. Not least because okay. I don't know loads and loads about your, your gaming taste. Games are something we actually don't talk about that much. Okay, let me say this. I loved the demo. Good. Because I, I played the shit out of the demo. I didn't. I Oh. So my my experience with Kirby is limited. I've only actually played Star Allies in this one. But it's some I, mm-hmm. I I'm a lover of Nintendo, so it's something I've had my eyes on for years. Um and I I'm I'm very enamoured with him. He is my baby son. I love him very much. <laughs> um, Star Allies I enjoyed, but the criticisms were very much there. Like, yep, yeah, it's Kirby games are always designed for a a not necessarily younger, but a less experienced, less intense audience. They're not yeah, it's they're not usually yeah. games designed with difficulty in mind, and that did Star Allies some some disservices where it, it became a little slow at times, a little like everything was kind of handed you on a plate. It ramped up at the end as Kirby games often do, as you start fighting insane mind-bending cosmic entities but you know it's it's kirby what do you expect yeah yeah i was very very excited from the looks of kirby in the forgotten land for for multiple reasons i've got a big old thing for mascot platformers and shifting genre shifting games into genres they haven't been before yeah um i love it when a 3D game becomes a 2D side scroller, I love it when a 2D game becomes a 3D platformer. You know, I yeah. I'm very much into that. Yeah. So I was very much sold on this immediately. Um as a as a, a games a games person, I don't want to say someone who makes games, because that's that's horrible, as someone whose background is in, in the production of games, I saw a lot of immediately interesting things about it. I have some theories about how this game was made um that I find really interesting. Is it living to the hype? Um, I was so I was yeah I was really excited. I remember, I trying to thought I was really excited. I played the demo and I was like, "This is good fun." I am bored though. Right. And then the reviews started happening. It were the reviews were from what I've seen largely, "Hey, this game is cool and fun and lovely and also monotonous." Right. And so I was expecting like to enjoy it and and be sort of bored. I could not put it down. Okay. I have been okay. so deeply enamoured by this game. Um, <laughs> That's always a good sign. I love that... I, I'm loving that it isn't perfect, actually. Um, God, it's nice to play a game that's fairly easy and, and very forgiving. One of the main draws for it for me has been that levels are short. Mm-hmm. Um, I get most of the achievements in one go. I There's mm-hmm. usually only one that I have to go back for another go at the level, which means yeah. I have another go at the short level and then I am done with it and I can move on. Mm-hmm. Which means I get a little little bit of replayability, but not not loads that I feel like I'm constantly going at the same objectives to get yeah. more out of it. Which, for me personally, I'm not a, I'm not a game replayer. I, uh-huh. I tend yeah. to play through a game one and, done. and be done with yeah. it. Yeah, very much a one and done approach. <laughs> um, so it, it's really working for me in that. Like most Nintendo games, it's oozing charm. It's so sweet. Um, yeah. God, it's such a cute game. You can... They never tell you this, but you can press the D-pad to make Kirby sit down or wave, and sometimes NPCs wave back at you. It's Wait, very what? sweet. You go in I the, didn't see that in the demo? No, if you go in the Hubbold... I'm not sure it was there. If you go in the Hubbold oh, okay. village and you wave um, and you're facing a Waddle Dee, they wave back at you. It's lovely. Oh, It makes me very happy. <laughs> I like making Kirby... Wrap his foreskin-esque body around the car. That's Skin-esque. wonderful. I hate that you described it like that. No, don't ruin. Oh, I shall ruin everything. Yeah, 
This um, is, he does this a lot. He continues he continues to say Poyo and Hi with alarming frequency and oh it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> this game's good. I can't move past it. four skinners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just I'm no. using this shit at this point, it's so good. You know what, with with that tracking, what have you been playing lately? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> so the, the great yes, dissertation. No, the, gra- the, the great the great dissertation that lives in the sky <laughs> forever has left me kind of distracted. Um, that that amongst other things, I'm just generally being busy. I've not played like many games in the last few weeks. It's like okay, lots of Minecraft because Minecraft's very much my comfort game of like it, yes. it's it's. It's. I'm very thankful Minecraft ha- never tracks how long you've been playing it because I heaven forbid how many hours <laughs> I've lost to that game. Yep. Um, more recent. Unfortunately, my bank balance does. <laughs> yeah. No, more. More recently, um, and by recently, I mean literally last night. Um, I started playing Stellaris again because it's very. It's very okay. much, Stellaris for me is very, very much a game. I play like a game of, and then. Um, set it down and then come back to it a few months later. Um, I'm currently yeah. playing it to get. I'm currently playing it to get some lingering Warhammer, um, <laughs> like hyperfixation out of my system um, because I can't. <laughs> Somebody is too poor to start his new Shush. hobby. Um, but yeah, being a student is hard. I get it. <laughs> you were literally a student less than a year. Right? But anyway, I've been playing like. I played it for a good few hours last night. It's like so much fun just to get into a new game. Um, I haven't had my yep. ass handed to me yet, which is always a good sign. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much the uh, that and Minecraft. Is pretty much the only thing I've been playing as of the last few weeks. So fair enough, Chris. Yeah, that counts. Um, I've been not playing a lot of games, but I have got back into RimWorld. Uh, I will have to test that. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, the audience gets it. (laughs) In particular, someone has made a mod for Mass Effect, so I love Rimworld, I love Mass Effect, so I had to give that a go. Tracking has entered the chat. (laughs) Well, the mod is called Rim Effect, of course. Rim Effect, Um, of course it is. No! (laughs) No! No! I've had some of those. Sounds like a bad porno. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I put it up. Somebody get the smooth saxophone. Booted up again. Expected to, you know, expected not that much of change, but you know, I I had to rely on the game. It's <laughs> it was so it's so different. Yeah, no, R- R- I haven't played RimWorld, but there it it sits in the category of games that I'd probably love if I ever tried mm-hmm. them. Mm. Very much like simulation city mm. builders. Yep, like. Going going back to Solaris, I love that game. I'm not going to say how many hours I have in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's in the triple digits. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it's very very much it's very much that of um, Rimworld's one of those again a lot like Solaris where if you leave it and then come back to it, a lot of stuff changes and then you don't know how to play it again. It's great. Um, <laughs> even worse if you mod it. <laughs> No, it was more the rim effects mod and it changes so many things that it just even like how to actually build walls. It was really <laughs> I like it when you get a good total conversion. Mm. So Are we still talking about games or is this game? <laughs> Behave you 
<laughs> so, Sai, your joystick now. Honestly, I have barely played anything this last two weeks, but I haven't had time. Yeah, I have been running around like this one's a letdown, isn't it? Doing a bit of everything this week, so like I have not had time because I've been sorting life out. The only thing that I've really played since our last session is Dungeons and Dragons physically, um, which has been good fun because I'm fairly new to D and D, and I'm pretty sure that my character has already become just a murder hobo. I called you a murder hobo. Yeah, no. That happens with alarming frequency. Um, ah, yes. One of the three player types. It was, it was one of those situations of the party was arguing over what to do, and I just went, fuck it, and shot the guy in the arm. Yeah, no, that happens. As... In my experience of D&D, there are three players. There is the murder hobo, there is the budget Batman, and there is the village bike. <laughs> They do sometimes cross over. Not a lot, but sometimes they do. Um, well, I'm, ba- I'm basically playing an old sea captain with no patience. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or in my game, Village Bicycle. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. That, here's the thing. That may yet happen, just hasn't had a chance yet. Um... <laughs> oh, I, I will say, because you've mentioned D&D, and it's something I can actually talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, my long-running game... Went on hiatus for a few months because our DM started writing his dissertation, I think, for his PhD. Oh, okay. So he's been in, like, dissertation PhD hell for ages. Yeah. Um, and, he messaged, and he messaged us fairly recently saying, we're pretty much near the end of the campaign anyway. We might as well just power through it. Right at about the time I started mine as well, which was hilarious. So we played exactly one session, got far enough where we started, where we were about to start the end ge- uh, the like the end game goal and such as that, um, and that was three weeks ago. We haven't played since. <laughs> that's um, my experience of that, that's D&D my experience like that. of D and D. Fair enough. <laughs> Would it surprise you to know that this is also an entirely pup D and D game? Yes, of course it is. <laughs> in terms of players, not not theming. I feel, yeah. I feel like this could end up being an episode in itself of a bonus episode. So what I'm going to say is that has been the show for the week. Yay! <laughs> um, Titan Tracking. If people wish to find you around the internet, around the scene, etc., etc., et where can they do so? I am at. Pup Titan Pup in most places. Okay. Um, uh, because I started on Twitter and some bot stole Titan Pup. <laughs> um, um, yeah, at Pup Titan Pup on Instagram, which I never use, Twitter, and Recon if you want to shag me. <laughs> <laughs> Applications Forward, on the bill. I like it. Um, I am not going to say where you can find me on the internet because That's it's fair. actually really easy to find me on the internet if you can put more than two things together. So I'm going to make <laughs> yeah. whoever wants to find me put the work in. To fair find, find to me find... and you'll find him not far behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, find, to, find, to find the wonderful Twitter, uh, to find the wonderful treasure trove of all my bad takes about sci-fi. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I have been Sai. Wait. Oh. If people want to want to find us on the internet, you can oh, do so. You at, can do on, so at TBNJ on social media at TBNJ podcast and leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash TBNJ podcast. We're a professional setup, honest. <laughs> I'm just wanting to get to the D and D conversation. Um, 
<laughs> but no, like that is right. Like if you want to find this TBJ podcast, basically everywhere. And like Chris said, send us a message. Let us know what you think. If you have any thoughts on what's been raised. But for now, this has been TBJ. We have been a podcast. I don't know what happened Something to like that, that sentence. <laughs> I don't know. What are you on about? <laughs> I will say thank you very much to the puppies for joining us this week. Thank you very much for listening. I have been Sai. I've been Chris. Goodbye. Bye. This episode is edited by TVNJ Chris. Our guests are Pubs Tracking and Titan. Our soundboard comprises royalty free audio. The opening and ending music is Quartz Conundrum by DOAK. Thank you for listening to TV Packs and Joysticks. I can talk about trauma, baby. No, actually, that sounds way worse than it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds way worse than it is. I mean, self-inflicted mental trauma. <laughs> Definitely cut this bit. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put a marker there. We'll take a quick breather for two seconds. Because <laughs> I think we need to just get that giggle out of the system. <laughs> I was thinking about germophobia. <laughs> That's yeah. not how that came I, over. I feel, I feel like... I know! You. I know that now! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>